Welcome again to another episode of Life is Wonderful.love podcast, where we talk about recovery, healing, life. Do you want to live your best life? <laughs> of course you do. Today, I have the pleasure to be with Yavi Daniels. Uh, how are you doing? Hi, Hugo. How are you? Thank you for welcoming me to your podcast. I'm so happy. I'm so steady. I am so, so happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Yes. All right. Just so you know, she is, uh, she is uh, right now in L.A. And before we start, just tell you one thing. You were born where? I was born in Panama City, Panama. Not Panama, Florida. Panama City, Panama. And okay. Even though my my roots, uh, my I would say yes, I was born and raised in Panama, and then I came to the United States and Florida. As a matter of fact, well, Miami, Erico three hundred five is my hometown. I made it out there and FIU. So if you're an FIU alumni, <laughs> shout out, you know what I'm talking about. Um, I'm Latina. I'm Afro Latina. I'm Black Latina. I'm yes. I'm in LA, and um, I I've been just kind of, you know, figuring out, making myself available to to these new changes um, from Panama to Miami, from Miami to LA. It's been quite a culture shock and a journey for me. And then I, I became, what is it? I'm a former corporate employee in broadcasting. And I decided to venture myself out on the side as an entrepreneur in podcasting. And I have two podcasts going on. One of them is the Joby D Show, you yourself truly. And another one is Jombita Chronicles, which is about, again, those stories unseen, unheard in the black and brown and multicultural. You can check it out. Thank you, Hugo. All right, thanks. So start off, tell us one thing you love. I love music. Music makes me dance, makes me happy, makes, you know, it just changes everything, your mood, especially when you listen to one of those 90s, 2000s, maybe I'm giving myself here, but it just, you know, cheers you up. It does. All right, let's get into the questions. As you stated, you are a Latina, Afro-Latina. Tell us about being a Latina a Latino, Latina, but not fitting the exact stereotype. You know, we talk a lot about racism in America, but also talk about, you know, being black and being Latin and facing any racism in Latin American countries. Uh, that's a really great question, Hugo. As a matter of fact, I recently I was in social media and I ended up sharing something. What happened to me was that the truth of the matter is I came about maybe in the generation of my family, I guess I'm like the 10th generation somewhere around where my family was already kind of settled. We were not exactly poor, but we were not rich, just average middle class, working class. But then I did hit a wall. I hit a wall when I was just graduating from high school. I realized that I didn't know that it was racism or systematic racism, but it, it is was there because here I am, was a young girl, 18 years old, um, bilingual, graduated from a great school. And guess what? I could not get a job until 
I made it here to the United States. So, but, and then I will add to this that I was in my class was what, 40 students, 10 of us, which happened to be a African or Afro-descendant uh, color. We went to work at that time to the canal, Panama Canal Administration Building, which was still um, under the supervision of the United States. But it was, um, how do you call it, an internship? It was a paid internship. And then the other 30 students went to the private and public um, industry of the country or the city at that time. They end up being hired. The other students, including myself, I think out of 10 students that were colored, only one remained studying. And at that time, um, you call that area in Panama the zone, the canal zone. And that was that was a story, and I I guess I was fortunate enough to have a family that could pay for my for my studies. So I just continued studying, went to school. But it was really, you know, it was just a hard reality. And then fast forward, coming to the United States, which is called the land of opportunity, in that sense, for people of color, even though they, you know, coming to the United States has another layer of issues but it's just it's just a sense of possibility that made the difference so tell do you think racism has lessened in panama or in other you know especially countries like colombia venezuela dominican republic that have a lot of bigger populations or is it about the same no, as a matter of fact, well, if you know anything about Colombia right now, this time they're actually rolling for somebody to become the first black vice president in Latin America. There is a woman that is a black uh, vice president as well, which is in Costa Rica, which is Epsi Campbell. And, you know, you get milestones, you get small wins, but there's still a lot of big losses. And coming back to Colombia situation, I do not know the candidate myself personally, but she, her name is Francia Marquez, and right now, she, her, her lead um, partner is um, is a white mestizo, and she's in the in the running. And right now, it's like you know, racism is facing, colorism is facing people with the truth. The, you know, the white elephant that has been in the room sitting for four hundred years, and people are facing all their bias, everything that, you know, they think about. Um, It has gotten worse when I'm now thinking about Panama. Currently, um, students with their hair are getting written up or um, sent out there. They they just like, either they're telling, you know, they have like, they have something similar like the United States that the crown, crown, um, projection for hairstyles, but it's still students are either sent back home or written up or just, you know, they don't take them. It has gotten, it's it's getting a little bit worse for Latin America because we're literally facing, as I said, the awakening of people realizing, you know, how, how discriminated we are, the end over system that we have within us. Right. Like, even though growing up, my dad was a salesperson. He traveled all over South America, Central America, the Caribbean. And he always said, you know, Brazil 
was the most multicultural. You know, there you saw all types of couples, interracial, brown, mm-hmm. black, white, and everything. But even in a country like Brazil, all their presidents were white. You know, there was there was never even though that they really embraced black and brown, but when it came to power, it still leaned or or was always white. And that's the piece that I always say is is colorism is real. You know, instead of Sometimes people get so focused on racism, but it's more about colorism. Correct. That, mm-hmm. that is really the problem. Well, let's kind of jump into question two, because it kind of leads us into question two. Like you said, you were born in Panama. So tell us about being an immigrant coming from Central America to America, as well as, you know, some of maybe the best ways to succeed in the U.S., for, for anybody coming into this. And it doesn't have to be from Latin America. They could be coming from other parts of the world. That's correct. That's correct, Hugo. Um, I will say the at least I will speak for myself and thank I will thank my family for that. Um, education. Education was definitely something that was, you know, instilled in me from my grandfather that was a professor, from my grandmother, from my mother, from my mother. That's the reason that I actually end up um, earning my master's. I got really supported in that sense. You know, they, it was that that ideology of make sure that you study, study hard, study as much as you can, and, you know, make the most because that cannot be taken away from you. And um, that's one. The other one is also, you know, keep on being curious, keep on reading, be 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 as ahead as, as you can or whatever is accessible, especially in, in, if you find yourself in the United States. Um, we have libraries, libraries that, you know, are available to pretty much anyone. And the resources, we have Google and YouTube. And it's just being at skills as much as you can because, you know, some the cards are against you and you got to know two lines or three times more than your counterparts in order to make somewhat half of the money then. But that's another podcast. And um, lastly, Belize, have have an optimistic outlook. You are here to hear. Don't take anything personal. Just keep on striving. And if you find yourself in your 20s and 30s, just push, push, push through as much as you can, learn as much as you want. And Test yourself in different spaces until you figure out what exactly you want and how you see yourself developing in prosperity. Yeah, the the only th- yeah the one thing that I'll tell you about my parents who were immigrants. The one key thing is that I've noticed either between them or some of their other friends that came over from South America, the ones that try to grasp American culture and really kind of integrate themselves with American culture succeeded better. You know, if you just keep holding on to your old culture, like my, my dad, you know, played soccer in Bolivia, you know, knew soccer well, but he didn't force us to play soccer. You know, he let us kind of choose which sports. So my brother and I played football, American football and basketball. And then, you know, part of that became, you know, you get you got to get into the culture because that way you kind of you keep you, you retain your culture at home, but you also embrace the American culture. And that way, I think you'll you'll see the good parts of America, not just focus on things that need improvement. Yeah, we are like is adaptability, not assimilation, adaptability. 
Right. So, yeah, let's go to question three. Again, you have your podcast. You're a producer. You've been in media. I mean, you've been in media, you know, when you were in Florida with Univision, now with a podcaster and all that. What stories should the media be telling, whether it's in a podcast, in the new radio, TV? Where do you think media should be? Because right now, you know, after these past number of years, you know, the media has been almost being under fire. What would you say to that? Well, definitely. I'm glad that you point that out, Hugo, because if you know recently in, um, what is it, the movie The Heist was literally <laughs> a lot of people made a lot of noise with that one. And um, But then, you know, we live and learn. And I think also, I know that it may not be essentially the the best picture, but I think the movie Encanto did some some kind of highlight and justice for for representation. And some people may look at, at at media right now and say, "Well, I see a black woman everywhere." Yeah, that's the front of it. But we want also not only see the stories or hear the stories. We want people to invest in the stories we as a community need to invest in those stories too as well um somebody asked me i said well instead of us persuading for example and, and i don't have anything against it but i'm saying there's televisa how do we convince televisa to create better novellas with diversity or do we create our own televisa univision or telemundo whichever and to make that difference in movies, I think it also has to be a financial decision because it has been proven over and over again. Latinos have the purchasing power to really make a shift. They do. Uh, and, and that's always the thing. Every group has a potential, you know, as a market. You know, it could be a small market, it could be a big market, but there's always a potential, especially if you produce any type of product or service. That has value. They're, they they all have dollars, and any business is smart enough. They're going to chase the dollar, <laughs> right? We all want we want we all want to increase revenue. So tell us that you know, like I've said, you know, on your podcast and on this podcast, everybody knows that you know I'm pushing my online course, the Twelve Steps Explained. Is there one thing specific that you want to push? Even though I'm going to put. All your podcasts, all your social media in the notes. I do want you have the opportunity to share something that you're working on right now, or something that you want to push or be, you know, get everybody alerted to. Well, yes, and I'm glad that you answered. I am having not only my podcast in audio form. I'm actually venturing. Um, soon, you're going to be seeing my podcast on YouTube videos of my guests and on Spotify also is offering a new feature where you can also upload video as well. So people are going to see us, they're going to hear us. And I really want for everybody, you know, when you have the chance to see my video, support it, give it a like and, um, you know, and follow the, the podcast. That's, that's, that's what I have going on. All right. Well, I appreciate your time for coming on to the Life is Wonderful podcast. And we will finish the episode. Thank you for having me.